Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. Lee. Uh, before we do anything, can I give a shout-out to a listener? No. Please. Okay. Go on. <laughs> uh, this is um, Bill Beasley, who is currently on day six, I think, of cycling from Paris to Madrid. The fucking madman. Right, this must be absolutely batshit mental if you're calling an amount of cycling mad. Yeah, 100 miles a day for nine days. That's a lot of cycling. He's on day six. I think it's about day six now. By the time the podcast goes out, probably day seven. Depends uh, depends when it gets It's good life, but it's not like he's walking. You know, (laughs) just throwing it out there. (laughs) You hear that, Bill? Lee is unimpressed. Sorry. I'm I'm impressed. I I take from that that Lee's going to walk it. Uh, To be fair, I like the... um, uh, the, the only way I've ever seen some sort of fitness centre is from the outside. So uh, we'll, we'll just we'll leave things as they are, yeah. Don't worry, Jim will fix it. <laughs> oh dear. Is, Jim it, fixed lots of things. Is he doing this for uh, charity? He, he is doing this for charity. He's doing this for Plan International. Um, you can find out details if you have a look at his Twitter page, um, at Stuff Bill Tweets. And we'll share the link as well. Yeah, well I'll, done, Bill. That's that's a phenomenal effort. So I'll far. plug my own puny hundred mile effort at some point in the future because that's, that's, uh, that's about a day's worth. I'm yeah. going to follow him now because it's interesting. Where do, where do we go from here? Uh, well, we've got the French Grand Prix this weekend. We do. That's which is in the same country that Bill started off in, Paris. Oh no, wait, France. <laughs> That well-known country of Paris. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> seamless link there. Yeah, absolutely. This stuff, is... stuff Bill tweets. Yes. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was sure. Uh, no, it's okay. My, my phone didn't autocorrect. I oh, did come really... on. Oh, God, who are yeah. you trying to follow? Actually, I don't, th- I don't think I want to know. There we go. Hi, Bill. There we are. Um, yeah, so, big, big week for French motorsport. We've just had uh, the 24-hour of Le Mans. That was controversial enough. Tour de France starts sometime soon, doesn't it? Tour de Three France weeks' time. July, I said motorsport, and you, yeah. te- you tend to get banned if you put a motor on the bikes in there. Well, they have motors on the bikes that film them. They do. <laughs> and it was the end of the uh, Dauphiné on Sunday, which is sort of the, the lead-up to the Tour de France. Um, yep, for everyone except Chris Froome. Yep. Um, so, yeah, on grand... I can't remember the French word for month. On grand month de sport en français. We, oui. <laughs> month, um, yeah. L- L- creme de month, also creme de month. L- so. Le month, <laughs> month. No idea. Just, can, we, can we just struggle with English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, yeah, we frequently do. Yeah. Um, so we've got news as well this week. Oh fuck! Monday uh, news. Monday, Monday news as well as what came out in the last couple of days as well. Shall, shall we start? Let's we'll, start with a couple of days ago. We'll start with a couple of days ago. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently 2021 is now going to be revealed in October. It was meant to be this Thursday. Does the calendar know of this? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the rules. This is, the rules the, were deferred, weren't they, to October to give um, a couple of teams uh, just a little bit of chance to... Argue? Have, no, to have the... Well, yeah, it is to, to argue. Mm-hmm. To have their say is the official is the official terms. Did uh, anybody, and I think they were looking for input from drivers as well. Yeah, or? did anybody see who was involved in the meeting? Uh, the drivers that were involved in the meeting for... Um, to, when they decided to defer until Mr. October. Mr. Roman Grosjean. No, two drivers no. Were, were mentioned as being um, in on the meeting Lewis Hamilton kind of understand world champion mm-hmm. uh, of course he doesn't want anything to change he's winning Yeah, and Nico Hulkenberg who is the current 
um, driver head of oh, is the um, Grand Prix Drivers Association. I thought, uh, I thought that was Grosjean. Uh, no, Hulkenberg's taken over. Right. And, of course, Alex Burtz was involved as well. Yeah, of course, being, yeah. being the big boss of the yeah, uh, yeah. G- GPDA. Um, is this just going to go completely round in circles and we are just going to end up with minute tweaks? I think it has to be what we've got. October is okay because October, uh, October this year you'll have basic sketches for... Um, twenty twenty one cars being done already from the from the teams, um, and then if they say in October this is what the rules are going to be, teams can then turn around and go right. That's great because we didn't go that far into our design anyway, so October is fine. I think How- it's bad for the smaller teams because in October you're still not at the end of this season. No, but I, I think you're. There's still going to be with with the worries of like big massive rule changes uh, and fairly static ones for next year. You know, yeah, I, th- I think you're going to have a team working on what the proposed ideas are for there 2021, are, probably now. There are five teams, aren't there, that yeah. are unsure as to whether or not they're happy with, with what's being put forward. Mm. And they are McLaren, Williams, and I can't remember the other three. I think Alfa Romeo, Renault, and somebody else. I would probably hazard a guess at Racing Point being Possibly, the yeah. I think the only, the only two well, teams no, that are happy Ferrari Well, no, because they're just going to use what Ferrari are doing, aren't they? Mm. Well, they're not supposed to. They're going to use as much as they can of what Ferrari yeah. are doing. Or white bikes. Mm. I'm not entirely sure. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, of course you are. Oh, that's all right then. Um, yeah, it's just, this has been going on for... I think... I, I twenty. The, the rules for 2017 were a half step to 2021, weren't they, apparently? Mm. But that's not really... They, 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 we had a revamp for 2018 which is now spilled over into 2019. And 2021 doesn't look like the actual full step that we were promised is going to happen for 2021. It looks like we may be looking at 22, 23. Yeah, but what worries me about this is um, the the fact that your Concord agreement's up. So if they sign a new Concord Concord agreement, I would imagine there'd be something in there. There may be an extension to the current one. Yeah, but... An extension to the current Concord Agreement would mean no major scale rule yeah. changes. So if the Concord Agreement gets extended beyond 2021, yeah. then we're going to have the current rules going into 2022 and beyond for however long this extension lasts. Exactly. And uh, what is a Concord Agreement usually five years if it's resigned? Um, I think it is. Five years seems to stick in my head. I thought it was four, but I might be thinking yeah, presidential maybe. elections. No, I, I thought, thought it was longer so that teams could do long-term planning. Seven. Do you think it might be seven? Numbers. Yeah. We've nearly done all from between one and ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a number of years that's more than none. Yeah. But, yeah, that it, that worries me. And it's... And it's what they were mentioning there as well. It feels a bit it? like Brexit. Yeah. It just, like, bounced around until somebody can try and we've make got, a decision. We've got a hard deadline. Yeah, Let's yeah. kick that down the road Whereas a bit. what... It, what Formula One really needs is, which is what um, Max Verstappen's been saying, actually. In there interview. is no, there is no set length for the Concord Agreement. Oh, is there not? No, the first one was in 1981, then 87, 92, 97, 98, 2009, 2013. That was that 97 though. That was they gave a year extension, didn't they? Because the Concord Agreement was up in 1997, and that was when the McLaren Breakaway Series might happen. If you remember, yeah, I have no idea where I pulled this from, but I know it to be fact. Um, but yeah, I just worried now that it 
it, it needs Ross Braun or someone, maybe maybe even a total wolf. Well, Ross has been quite hard, isn't he? Yeah. And he's saying that you know this is the way it's going to go, and it's up to the teams whether or not they come along with. Well, us. then he needs to do it, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's he's sort of teetering on that kind of you know being that sort of hard nosed guy, but because he's got to have input from the teams. One team who are questioning their future, and it's not it doesn't mean they're going to quit. One team who are questioning their future, and it's not not a surprise because we mentioned it before, McLaren. Yeah, they want to know that they can be competitive, uh, or that any team can be competitive with a smaller budget, because a budget cap is what is a big thing as well about the the next set of rules that comes in. Because um, that went so well last time. It's not just a budget. It's not just a budget cap. It's a it's a budget on. Let me try and get this right. It's a, it's a budget on what they can spend for technical staff and drivers as well. Mm. But there are massive loopholes in that. Yeah, like yeah, they, because all of a sudden Ferrari has a much like what called Labari. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and all of a sudden they're they're involved with making aero for Formula One cars. Yeah, and like like what McLaren did with Honda, and Honda basically paying Alonso's wages. Oh no, no, Fernando drives for us, but he's we, we, a, he's we employed a by year. Honda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He drives he drives our car, but he's actually a Honda driver. You know, one well, of those. It's things. like the Red Bull and Toro Rosso drivers. They don't. Act, they're not actually employed by Red Bull and Toro Rosso racing teams. They they're are employed, employed by, by the Red Marco. Bull company. Hence the reason they could be shifted around like cheap whores. Yes. Who's, why, who's, did, why did my Siri go off then when I said cheap whores? <laughs> <laughs> Locating cheap whores in your area. That TT week's been and gone, mate. <laughs> yeah, we did the TT hangover show last week. Talking yeah. to talk, talk which, for anyone that um, didn't see last week's Patreon podcast, like for non-Patreons, which you can find if you go to uh, patreon.com slash three likes Paul Wheels. Or even if you didn't listen to it. I looked for a suitable hangover picture last week on our usual... Um, Did you use the film free, uh Free photo, free stock photo site, mm-hmm. Pixabay. And I typed in the word hangover as a keyword to search for it. There was one picture of somebody suffering a hangover and 97 pictures of cats. People Appar- like cats. Apparently, mm-hmm. Pixabay relates hangovers to cats. Anyway, I digress. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Ram- Are you Ram- saying over. that the internet is full of cats? Yes. This is this is true. We yeah. Fair, fair point. We'll move on. But the internet is also full of conspiracy theories about our Ferrari going to pull out as well. Oh uh, well. Yeah, they have been pulling out, haven't they, since like nineteen sixty. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they won't pull out until when, when things start going well for them. Although I did see something very interesting. Well, Ferrari need Formula One more than Formula One needs Ferrari. Yeah, I did see something very interesting on YouTube yesterday. Somebody was going through the Michael Schumacher collection. Um, I uh, saw that. Did you the YouTube video? Yeah, yeah. You're going it, for... it, it glossed over the bit where he cheated to win a world championship. Yeah, completely. Because <laughs> the guy who, guy who was doing it was was obsessed with Michael yeah. Schumacher. Even, but even it, the bit where he tried to cheat to win another one, yeah, and missed no. that one yeah, too. Totally. Did you see the bit about the front wings? When we start from... talking about the front wings. He's just like, look, this is really interesting. All of Schumacher's Ferraris that have black front wings, he didn't win the world championship. All of Schumacher's Ferraris that have white front wings, they won the world championship. They changed it. To uh, to red with a bit of white on it when Raikkonen was world champion, and then it was red for years, and they didn't win a world championship. <laughs> it's white oh, privilege. What, what colours <laughs> Vettel's front wing now? Red and black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what Ferrari you, need you to do? That you should have kept that quiet. No, no. Just what? rocked up to Maranello and said, "Listen, lads." I've you know. got an idea. <laughs> Trust me on this. 
you'd be like the guy um, paint your wings white do you bet the guy from the, the that did the you know the matches with the ship on it I forgot what they're called the, what, know, the, the matches with the ship on it Bryant and May is it really? Yes, that's yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, the matchbox. Thought, thought he played yeah. guitar for Queen. A guy, <laughs> uh, a guy rocked up at their factory and said, "Look, I've got an idea which will save you roughly forty-five percent of your uh, of the cost of production. Recycle ships." He said, "But I want a deal put in place before I say it." And he got a deal put put in where something like he gets what one penny per every box of matches that's sold. And they said, "Right, what is it?" He said, "Yeah, wait, you've got this. Is it cast iron now? If you use my idea." This comes into effect. So yeah, so right. Take the uh, the sandpaper off both sides. Just put it on one side. <laughs> That's why matchboxes only have sandpaper on one side now. Facts, people. Facts. It was like <laughs> when British Airways cut down one olive in the portions in first class yeah. and saved themselves three million a year. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, like I love That's olives. That's a really expensive olive. <laughs> I love olives, but like I'd take or leave them for three million quid. Yeah. You know that Elon Musk challenge where you had to, where he lived for like one dollar a day twenty years ago. He says it's not possible to do now. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one olive a day. Yeah, maybe. We're we're really going off on tangents. Maybe when, when there's actually actually important stuff. To well, talk while we're about. talking about going off track. Uh, very appealing or not well oh my god segue city (laughs) (laughs) again we're back to elon musk that's how he wants everyone where he wants everyone to live um yeah ferrari have decided not to appeal against Vettel's penalty instead they want a review Oh, well, they've put you, say, forward... you say decided not to appeal. My understanding is the rules say you can't appeal. Yeah, so they've lodged the um, right to review, which which. Yeah, but they've decided not to appeal as in the same well, in the same tone of voice as, as you can't fire me, I quit. Well, it's a request for a right to review, which the FIA has to listen to. Um, but the the parameters of this being successful and actually lodging the request for a right to review. Is if there is new evidence that shows that perhaps the penalty was was wrong. We are of course talking about Sebastian Vettel's penalty in Canada. I think I know what this evidence is. <sighs> it was. I, I still agree. Like what you said on Twitter summed it up. Just in case anybody pretty much perfectly. Yeah, just in case anybody doesn't follow me on Twitter, I did miss mm-hmm. last week's podcast, and here's my point of view. Yeah. I thought the penalty was harsh. I, don't, I didn't think five seconds was the right penalty to give. But everybody appears to be overlooking the fact that Vettel made the mistake. Yeah. Vettel made a mistake. Lewis Hamilton did not. Mm-hmm. Vettel, Chris, Chris Medland said exactly the same in an article. Yeah. But Vettel, I, I think Julian Palmer is, is, is roughly yeah. on the same page as I am. But he. Vettel made an error, and that's can be completely wiped off the, the. You know, everybody's forgotten about that because, oh well, he went off the track. Yeah, Vettel made another yeah. mistake, and it doesn't matter. Even if Ferrari is successful and get this appeal, you know, overturned, and Vettel rightfully wins the Canadian Grand Prix, that doesn't matter because Vettel will still make more mistakes as yeah. the season goes on. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that needs addressing here, well, not the penalty. See, with you not being here last week, like my, my thought on it was that um, I think everyone's got the same answer, but I don't think they're asking the right question. The right question isn't um, whether the, the penalty should have been there or not, you know, whether he should have had the penalty mm. or not. The question should be, 
should the rules be backed off a little bit so it wouldn't have been a penalty in the first place? My my preferred judgment, because I thought about it for a while after the race, because obviously we did the live blog, and yeah. then after I thought about it for a bit after the race, I thought, you know, what would have been fairer would have been, and I think Charlie Whiting, had he still been around, may have done this, swap the cards. I don't think you can, because I don't think that's in the rules as a penalty. You, you have only, to give way. You yeah. have to give way, because it used to be, didn't it? But you have to give the place back if you gained an unfair advantage. Isn't that like an illegal overtake, though? Yeah, it's it's there if you gain an advantage. Yeah. It's not an option if you maintain an maintain advantage. an yeah, advantage. Yeah, yeah. I right. think it, but I think that only comes into effect if you if you go off track and overtake somebody. No, but I think I don't. But think, he was in the lead. I don't think or or don't get overtaken by going off the yeah. track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think that would have been an official penalty. I think maybe you know Charlie Whiting with the, with the, with the experienced head that that, yeah. that he was would have gone on the on the blower to Ferrari and been like. Tell him to back off. Let Lewis through, said, and there'll be no penalty. Yeah. Said, then you yeah. can, if you think you're faster than him, race him to the end. See what, what I was but saying. But if you last don't week, let him through, there will be a penalty. Yeah. That's what I think the FIA should have done. But what I was saying last week was that he should, even the even the idea of Lewis Hamilton backing off because he kind of knew that he was going to get a penalty for it. Yeah. Well, the telemetry apparently showed that Hamilton hit the brakes quite hard. Yeah, yeah, but he backed off to like four seconds. But there, yeah. was, still, there was still another ten laps after the penalty yeah, got yeah. issued where Hamilton didn't go full chat. Yeah, and his pace because he didn't was, have to. Yeah, his pace was incredible as well. He cut he caught four seconds up on Vettel on three different occasions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, if we were looking back at um, Sort of, or not back at because I don't believe the glory days of Formula One ever really existed. When you look back, but if you think in your in your head of what you think of like the glory days of racing would be, what you'd want to happen is for Lewis Hamilton to think I've made him make a mistake and not back off him, push him harder, more pressure on him. Yeah, Uh, that's that's kind of what I wish had happened. But what I think this um, new evidence will be. Did any of you see the? Um, skies. The current Chantok. No, the, the the midweek thing. The midweek no. thing with Smedley and Ted. No. And they had some of F1's camera angles, and they had the 360 camera from the front of Vettel's car, and they were saying that this is the only time that this camera view has been broadcast, and it, it it kind of that camera view pisses all over Julian Palmer's view, which. People have been sharing quite a lot. I've I've noticed um, about how because Julian Palmer think thinks he turned into Hamilton, but you see on the camera going back at the driver that he's just all over the place. All he's trying to do is stop himself having an accident. Yeah, and he eventually gets the car straight, and that's when he looks in his mirror and he doesn't move his steering wheel. Now this must be the new evidence that Ferrari say they've yeah. got because for them to request a review. The, I've just looked the sporting regulation up, and it says that new new evidence must be available that was unavailable at the time of the infraction, yeah. alleged infraction. So it must be this 360 footage. Yeah, yeah. So I can't... Um, I wonder whether the 360 footage wasn't broadcast because they thought it might be part of an appeal or something at the time. Yeah. I, I thought Julian Palmer's point was either... Vettel was in control and turned into Hamilton, mm. in which case that was unsafe penalty, driving. Yeah. yeah, or he was out of control, which is unsafe. Which was unsafe. Yeah. So yeah, either the, way, it was the, it was when he did his like he does like a wrap up thing on YouTube, doesn't he? 
and that's what he pointed out to this. He he was saying he he thought there was a jerk of the steering wheel. Now this this kind of flies in the face of what the FIA released last Monday. Yeah, which was they'd seen footage and angles that weren't available on the broadcast, which is, must be what we're talking and, about. And you'd yeah. imagine they would have access to all of the footage. They have access yeah. to the even the stuff on. that Rob Smedley's got. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, and they have access to the telemetry on the cars yeah, as well. They, Both they, cars. they were saying that Vettel re- regained control of the car and then looked in the mirrors and made an extra move. Yeah. Which is what Julian Palmer was agreeing with. So this leads me to think that this, this particular footage that was shown last Wednesday? Maybe. Um, wasn't available at the time when the stewards made the decision and when they clarified it the day after it happened. But the top and bottom of it is, I don't think... I don't think it's going to make a difference to the penalty because at the at the end of the day he made a mistake he went off track and even if he, if he came back on track and uh, and didn't mean to almost crash into Hamilton it doesn't alter the fact that Hamilton had to throw the anchors on and if it uh, yeah. if it was any other circuit in the world he'd have been off if it was Monaco he'd have crashed yeah um and like it's yeah if any other circuit Hamilton would have been by him you know, he wouldn't have been able to keep the, him behind. The, the only way I, the only way I would defend Vettel on 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 every, uh, you know, as much mm. as Vettel defends Vettel, would be if somebody or Lewis Hamilton, you know, or one of the backmarkers had forced him off the track, and yeah. it wasn't his mistake. But nobody was anywhere near him, and no. it, it it was Vettel's mistake. Uh, it's not Hamilton's fault that Vettel made a mistake, and Hamilton then had to avoid the accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes me sound like a huge Lewis fanboy. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I don't, I'm just trying to look at it like sort of. It's it's not what you want to see. No, the, I want the I penalty wanna, sucks because yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it totally. ruined watching the race for us. It ruined yeah. what was looking like the best race between two drivers we've had since. We Hamilton. haven't had a race since between Hamilton Rosberg yeah. yeah. was the last time we had a race like that for the lead. Yeah, uh, and personally, I, I I actually think Lewis would have got past him in the end because the the. The pace was there was so incredibly hard, and I, I just don't see Lewis not sending one somewhere. There's, there's, there's not just that as well. If they had decided that a five mm. second penalty would have been the case, yeah. they could have waited until after, like until just after the finish line yeah. to announce it. Because all right, that would have been uh, that would have been horrible as well. But you definitely would have got a race between Hamilton and Vettel then, right to the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And if Hamilton had passed Vettel. All right. Well, there's no need to put, give the penalty because Hamilton won the race. But if Vettel had stayed ahead of Hamilton, then it might go. Well, it was a bit naughty. You stayed ahead of him when you shouldn't have done. Yeah, but can you imagine all the fixed comments if they've done that? Yeah, Absolutely. I, know, yeah, oh, well, totally. I think you're still getting that anyway. But yeah. uh, and that's the other thing as well. Let's just take the take angry Vettel out of it, who really wasn't under much pressure for the end of the race. You know, Hamilton was there, or there or thereabouts. But knowing he must have known how angry Vettel was going to be. He's on his way to winning the World Championship. You're not going to try and send one up the inside of a guy that's already angry that he's going to lose the race anyway, are you? No. That's that's a one uh, that's a one way ticket to finding a crash. He did think... stop in the pit lane. I don't know if you've seen that. <coughs> you know when Vettel stopped oh, at the top end yeah, of the pit lane. Yeah, he thought so. He thought there was something wrong with his car, and he yeah, stopped to give him so, a lift. So Hamilton stopped at the pit lane yeah. by Vettel and, and beckoned him over to get a lift down to Park yeah, Romain, yeah. and he and he didn't take it. Um, well, that was is, another one Julian Palmer was saying which I think makes quite a lot of sense he uh, apart from the what he t- takes of the incident he thinks the reason Vettel went off on one moving numbers around and stuff like that was 
agrees with what you were saying because he's kind of Jedi mind tricked the world into thinking that um, he didn't make he a didn't mistake. make a mistake. Yeah, but yeah. there's there's one person who he hasn't Jedi mind tricked, and that's Vettel, and he's the person that he needs oh, yeah, to absolutely. do the Jedi yeah, yeah. mind trick on. Yeah, absolutely. Th- this week will be a big, big thing for them because he's going to want some some sort of payback for what's happened. This is the making or breaking of Sebastian Vettel's year. Honestly, this 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 is this is where it. I think you're right. I think this is the make or break of his career this season. Yeah. I, I even the the talks of uh, Formula One isn't what I've uh, I like what I fell in love with. You can already see him laying the groundwork for uh, I'm leaving, and it's not my fault. It's yours. Not because I've been beaten for the last few years and I haven't managed to win this world championship in a Ferrari, which was my dream to do, and become the next Michael Schumacher. Um, but so, do you reckon he's going to come second in Indy next year? I, I, <laughs> I think he will. I don't think you'll see him in a racing car again. If he retires, he will be Rosberg, and you will. Or he, apart from the fact that Rosberg's constantly walking around in a really nice suit, but um, he's a Hugo Boss sponsorship. Uh, yeah, Hugo, big, Hugo Beige. He's a he's a fucking handsome man, though. If I was Hugo Boss, I'd I'd sponsor him as well. But um, yeah, I. Uh, I th- I think when when he retires, he's he'll go back to Heppelheim and live his life. I reckon I reckon we'll uh, I reckon we'll see Vettel in the new hypercar class in WEC when it comes in in two years' time. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it's a shame for him, really, because he looked like he was going to sort of forge. I, I'm fucking every Vettel fan must be fucking wanting my blood here. But it looked like he was going to forge. No, like no a, change to usual. Well, I'm sure whoever whoever that one guy that really loves Vettel is, they'll be angry at me. But um, he looked like he was really going to forge like a proper like legacy for himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the move to Ferrari, I think, has really, really tarnished that. Yeah, because I mean, I've said it before on the podcast. I mean, if you said uh, the uh, 2013. Who's going to be the first to five world championships, Vettel or Hamilton? Mm. And if you, if somebody if somebody had said Vettel um, Hamilton, who just moved to Mercedes, looking like uh, what you do, I'd have said Vettel was more likely to have beaten Michael Schumacher by now. If that yeah, was the, yeah. if that was, what he was going to ask. <clears throat> well, Vettel just won his fourth championship, yeah. you know, or we won his fourth in twenty thirteen, didn't he? So if Vettel just won his, his fourth championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton was at Mercedes and won one race that season. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at. You know, you would be a fool back then to have said Hamilton will will, will get to five before Vettel does. Absolutely, but it's happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, there's there's a Rosberg Championship in the middle of that as well. Yeah. So, you know, Vettel's five a, a, years a, a Rosberg Championship, which you could argue was lost with a fucking mechanical failure yeah. as well. Twenty fourteen was when Ricardo beat Vettel, wasn't it at Red Bull? Yeah, and then. So, so 2015, 16, 17, 18, this is his fifth year at Ferrari. Mm. He's got to start. How, how long was Alonso at Ferrari? Alonso wasn't at Ferrari five years, was he? Two, I think, wasn't he? Was it more than two? No, I think it, I think it, was, it was three or four. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm just, just trying to remember. No, wait. Two, 2009, two, 2009 was when, it was when Ferrari paid Kimi Raikkonen to go away and yeah. they got Alonso in in 2010. 11, 12, 13, he joined McLaren when? 2014 or 2015? 2015. 15, 15. 15 because that's when 
Vettel came to Ferrari. Uh, so, yeah, so he had five Alon- Alonso years. was in a Ferrari in 2009. Was he definitely in a Ferrari? Yeah, yeah. It, was in a, it was 2008 where Kimi, Crash won, Kimi won the title. Yeah, and it was 2007 Kimi won the title. Yeah, yeah, 2008 was Crashgate. Though. Sorry, 2000. Yeah. Yes, that was when he was in the Renault for the year. Was that just McLaren. one year he did in Renault? Yeah, he did one it? year right, in Renault, okay. then went to Ferrari. Okay, so Alonso did six years in Ferrari. Vettel's already in his fifth year. Mm-hmm. Pa- patience in Ferrari is going to start wearing thin. Don't forget, Michael Schumacher won his first first world title in a Ferrari in his fifth season. So the expectations are going to be on Alonso uh, on yeah, but he was, to do something similar. He he probably could have won a world championship in 99 had he not broken his leg. True. Uh, mm-hmm. 98 was Ferrari's fault. So 97 was Schumacher's fault because he hit Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah. 96 was the only year he probably wasn't in a, in a, in a position to win the world championship. Mm-hmm. So there were three years there where he probably should have won the world championship but didn't. Vettel's not always been in that position in a Ferrari. I'd also argue too that Alonso um Alonso never won a world uh, not winning a world championship uh was never Alonso's fault. He, yeah, we talk he, about that cartoon, yeah, don't we, about Alonso yeah. dragging the stallion yeah, across yeah. the line. It's completely. Uh, well, that's why I thought it was fucking hilarious when they when they sort of start turn their eyes on Alonso, didn't they, inside the team? They think, Christ Almighty, if if you still had Kimi Raikkonen in that team, you wouldn't have won a race no. in these years. Yeah, yeah, the car had to work for Kimi. Well, even it's the same for every car, but no, but it was like you said, it was it was Fernando Alonso dragging that Ferrari round yeah. and not only did he drag the Ferrari round he managed to win Monza for them as well yeah <laughs> just want to hark back to last week's podcast because uh, I've been sent an email because I said I was try- trying to find out when the last podium boycott mm-hmm. was and we got as far an as email a- Alan Jones in 1981 <laughs> um, an e- an email it was Brazil in 1981 I want to thank uh, Nikos I'll, in Greece I'll, pe- I'll page him to tell him that we're going to read it out <laughs> Um, yeah, it was the Brazilian Grand Prix in 1981 because uh, he had a fallout with Carlos Reutemann, who won when he wasn't meant to. Ah. So okay. Al- Alan Jones got immensely pissed off and... Um, boycotted the podium. Boycotted the podium. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the last time anyone can find a podium boycott yeah. at a Grand Prix. Obviously, if you know different, let us know. Yeah, but the, the, the incredible... Well, does, does Alonso and Button boycotting the podium count? It was a positive boycott. That was also <laughs> in Brazil. That, that, was, that was kind of an un-boycott. That was, that they was, got that fined was, for that, that didn't was, they? That was a takeover. Yeah, they got fined for that, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. yeah but <laughs> the thing was, uh, this is what... It, it fucking amazes me when you get some uh, of the fines for Formula 1 drivers. So the two guys, one guy which is earning three million a year, yeah. the other guy which is earning five million a year, and you find them like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yes, for <laughs> standing on a on a piece of, of, of step they're not supposed to be on. Has anyone heard anything about any action being taken on on Vettel for uh, changing the numbers round? No, I think that's that's. I don't think there's any rule in place for that. You know, it's not. They they they're just a prop at the end of the day. You know, there's no. They're a new thing. They're not actually part of the ceremony. I'm sure... He could get in trouble for not putting his car in the right place in Park Fermi, I suppose. No, Button did that, don't forget. Monaco, when he he, he drove to the wrong place, didn't he? Yeah. And then had had to run run the length of the pit lane. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, Vettel could always use the excuse, it broke down, I had to park it safely off track, I couldn't get to park Fermi, but I put the steering wheel back on, so that's the rules. Yeah, but he was was on the way to the plane... <laughs> <laughs> it was his manager, wasn't it? Who oh, ran after I, him? I can't find it anymore. 
but did anyone see the um the meme that was up of um Anthony Joshua getting knocked out and his soul leaving his yep. body? Yeah. Um Lando Norris has done one. With Vettel. No, of him right, okay. of him getting out of the car and they, and then when he goes to run off the pit lane and then he runs across a field and then he runs to an airport, <laughs> then he runs to a plane, and then he runs back into the technology centre. <laughs> Oh, the guy! The guy is the best guy on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Lando <laughs> does win the internet more often than not. Um, oh, for anyone that's played Call of Duty as well, when is uh, he? He put another picture up of his car, of his car wheel, like by the the back end of his car exploding with press F to pay respects. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did notice Lando Norris doing was um, he had a him and uh, Alex Alban had a live iRacing session on Twitch during the Le Mans. 24 this weekend. <laughs> They've also been playing the new F1 game. Have they? Yeah, yeah, live live streaming the new F1 game, at which uh, Lando Norris decided he was going to choose to drive for Carlin in F2. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is out a week on Friday. Yes. And we'll be switching Formula Lee over to that one from the British Grand Prix. British, is, is that the one after the French? No, because it's Austria after the French because they're only a week apart. Right. It's yes, getting earlier and it. earlier, isn't it, this, this game release? It used to be around Belgium. Yeah. Oh, they've, they've said they've done it deliberately early this year to um, capitalise on earning more money, probably. Well, no, it's, I mean, you want sports games to be around at the, like, at the start. The, the season, don't yeah. you? Yeah. The, I, I don't. I've never understood that. Actually, I've never understood why they can't do that and do a live update thing like they do with FIFA and stuff. Um, probably because all the developers are working on FIFA and not on. Oh, then again, it's not EA anymore. No. Is it? It's Codemasters. Um, oh, EA Formula One games. Shaking my head. I didn't mind EA's Formula One game. You hated. You hated the one on the Wii that much. You gave it to me as a birthday present. Uh, <laughs> no, no, EA didn't make that. That was Codemasters. Was that a Codemasters one? Yeah. Well, sorry, it, it was a Codemasters uh, published it. But it was Sumo Digital that developed it for them. Yeah, that Wii one was a little bit on the iffy side. But it was the only one because they like they skipped a yeah, whole year. Yeah, they the, the missed a year, and it was only available on a console that's one generation behind everything else. And it was the only there. one with a broad in it. Like mm-hmm. you could, well, championship wise. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm going to, have to get that back and have a look and see if it's as bad as I remember. Oh, it's bad. All oh, right. It's, okay. It, I won't well, it's it's essentially just the PSP Formula One game reskinned. But we've got real Formula One to talk about, haven't we? Yeah, you we have to get one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a French Grand Prix this weekend. Well, not a French Grand Prix, the French Grand Prix. That's yeah. Circuit Paul Ricard. Yep, yeah, the giant licorice all sort. Mm. Giant licorice all sort? Look at the track from above. That's what it looks like. It's a bag of licorice all sorts that's all been smushed together. Oh, right, okay. Uh, hang on. I'd have thought a bag of licorice all sorts was pretty malleable. And if you really wanted to and you warmed the licorice all sorts up to a reasonable temperature, you could probably make any track you fucking want to. Yeah, but this just looks like a normal bag of licorice all sorts. As you, long said, as you, can... you said squished. Yeah, squish them all together in the bag and then look at it. Anyway, we're talking about Formula One, not sweets. If anybody wants to do a take the challenge of recreating Formula One circuits with bags of licorice all sorts, please tweet them to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. That's a total shunt. <laughs> oh, I want to see this so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, France made its debut in its current form last year. These bizarre runoff areas with the different abrasions, because that's what all the different colours mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue and white stripes around the circuit, but then you've got red and white, haven't you? And the, it's 
light blue is the least abrasive, then dark blue, and then go over the red, and I think that's like um, Stand car paper. park spikes. I just thought it was like Texas, and they ordered extra freedom. <laughs> <laughs> they do have that around the circuit of the Americas, don't yeah. they? Well, it's dotted with stars. But it is just for freedom. I think sake. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, freedom is a flavour of um, oil, man- Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, sorry, it's Liberty Brew. I do apologise. Uh, Mountain Brew Liberty, Mountain Dew Liberty, Liberty Brew. Brew. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass on that. Yeah, other energy drinks are available, although you can't always find all of them in the shops. Moment's silence for that joke. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange strange circuit, Paul Ricard, because I think there's like 137 different configurations that they can use. Yeah, and it was bought by Bernie as a test to use as a test track, and nobody used it as a test track. Nobody no. used it because it's that impossible to get to because the public transport links and the road roads to it are bloody awful. But it's got an international airport. I was just going to say, yeah, Bernie <laughs> Air can get there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bernie, I will get you there. I should have gave him that as a jingle. Also, <laughs> uh, at the last of the... I know we're supposed to be talking about Formula One. This is vaguely related. At the last of the Spice Girls tour dates, Christian Horner, Max Verstappen, Pierre Gasly and Bernie Eccleston were backstage at the Spice Girls final You missed tour Helmut Marko. Was Helmut Marko Helmut there Marco as well? Helmut Marko was oh. there as well. He was keeping an eye on the proceedings. Hashtag oh. lads on tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen a... I've, I've um, tweeted one of Karun Chamdok's photos of it, so I'm assuming he might have been there as well. But oh, I've never no. seen anything as awkward as Horner, Eccleston and Marco wearing Spice Girls t-shirts. Almost as awkward as Horner playing drums. Yeah, that was shit. Oh, God, that was atrocious. But I do, I, do you know what? I felt sorry for him there, because you could see he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to do that. He's like, he's bought a drum kit and managed to learn how to play one drum beat. He he, he wasn't ready to be hauled up on fucking Wembley. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not where he want to be, then. No. Ooh, wow. You've had, you've had your one for tonight. Fucking I'm getting and a miss. Get, getting as many in as I possibly can. <laughs> um, so, it's a weird circuit, is this one, because it's... Because it was originally set up as a test track, it's not a power circuit. It's specifically, it's not a specific chassis it's Canada. circuit. It's essentially Canada, if, yeah. if you look at the layout. Yeah, I think what we're going to see, uh, I think what we saw last year was Ferrari being extremely strong. Mm, I think you're going to see they, that again this they, year. They kind of threw it away a bit in the race with Vettel. Ferrari yeah, throwing a race away. I know, I know. <laughs> Perished the thought. Next, you'll be telling me Sebastian Vettel made a mistake during that Grand Prix. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> At the beginning, if I remember correctly, Vettel tagged Bottas into the first turn and then they, they both spun around. Um, Bottas recovered quite well, Vettel less so, if I remember quite right. I might, I might have that wrong. Ooh, you, you weren't here last week. Uh, Canada, in your in your eyes, is this officially the return of Bottas 1.0? Or was it just an off weekend? Was it the exception that proves the rule? Maybe. Or was it, or was it the... The other way around. He's already he's already come out and felt the need to say that uh, the pressure from Hamilton isn't getting to him. Isn't getting to yeah. him. Yeah, everything's okay. fine. Well, Bottas yeah. is strong and stable. Well, <laughs> well, that's not. It's not really a, a circuit. I'd, I would have expected Bottas to. I don't know. Bottas Bottas will strong arm some circuits. Later mm. in the year, I don't think Canada would really want Russia. You always go to Russia, any for yeah. some reason, <coughs> because Russia is near Finland. Ah, has a border with Finland. 
Russia's near everywhere. It's big enough. Finland used to be Russia. Yeah, it did. Until 1917. Mm. Um, so, yeah, last year, of course, Vettel and Bottas had the coming together. Um, kind of screwed the race up for both of them. Yeah, and then you've got... Cause Bottas the... ended up seventh, Vettel um, fifth. Oh, so Vettel had a better recovery then? Just. But it was... I think Was that the second of Vettel's... Bad spins last year. I can't so remember. I think he'd done one before. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a spin. He had, they actually touched mm. and and they they, they, they I think that might be the contact. beginning of the unraveling. Like yeah. we were the the beginning of you thinking, oh, everything's not okay. Yeah, here. yeah. Because up to that point last year, Ferrari had a pretty pretty. You know, they had the upper hand. Well, they'd already won races, hadn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, Technically speaking, they've won a race this year, but not officially. Well, not actually. No. So that's an issue. I mean, last, yeah. last year at the French Grand Prix, Vett, uh, Vettel actually went into it in the lead in the championship. Yeah. Um, He's now, was he 62 points behind? This is the terrifying thing of, of Lewis Hamilton having a strong start to the season. Yeah, but, he, he gets better after the summer break, yeah. so... Well, yeah, this is why Bottas does need to mount a challenge, yeah. because it doesn't look like Vettel's going to. No. Oh, I, I, did, I reckon um, you're going to see another year where... Lewis Hamilton wraps it up in like Austin. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, even is, earlier than that, maybe. Yeah, this is not. But it's, it's been Mexico for the last two years. As well, was it? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. take a real bold prediction, stab in the dark, and say that. Esteban Gutierrez to win the championship. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and that, that's that's not bold. That's bloody stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... Esteban Gutierrez to finish 11th in whatever series he's in at the moment, and that may even be classic Williams. With 10 cars. <laughs> Hamilton to wrap the championship up at Monza. Oh my Ooh. god! That... I mean, don't don't forget it's been it's been done in Hungary before, but that's when there was less races in the season because uh, yeah. Mansell and Schumacher are both. Schumacher wrapped it up in Hungary, definitely. Yeah, I think Man- I think Mansell did it as, as well in '92. That was back when it was ten points for a race mm. win. Yeah, and yeah. um, oh. sixteen race seasons. God, like I I I'd, I'd love a good troll, and that would be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hamilton celebrating his championship win at Monza. One behind Michael Schumacher, and they bring, I, I, I'm with it. Oh, the, the two Mercedes doing the formation fuck you lap in front of stands that have suddenly become very empty. And Ima- th- imagine you know how Lewis has different hats. Hmm. Imagine the championship winning Mercedes hat being a red Mercedes hat with an Italian flag on it. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie, lads. <laughs> I'm not even a massive Lewis Hamilton fan. I've got a semi. <laughs> <laughs> It, I do, and I don't want to see it. I do because I want to see. I really what, do because I want to. <laughs> I want to see how Ferrari would react to that the following season. Explode, yeah, pro- or implode, and <laughs> the, uh, and I also want to see. I also would, but I don't want to see the remaining races of the season after that almost because it's kind of like how he's not even going to try is he do you remember he switches the end? off once he wins a world championship so he'd just be like might half turn up might not bother with FP. You know, might not bother with FP3. You can't be bothered, lads. You can just sleep in Saturday morning. Do you remember the end of Carrie? Yes. That's what would happen. <laughs> what, the hand coming up a little bit before? A bit of that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, look at, looking at last year, um, it was definitely a Mercedes circuit then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the two Mercedes qualifying first and second. Hamilton winning the race. 
Red Bull got lucky. As they so often do. Yeah. Um, With a fourth and a third and a fourth, was it? Uh, fourth, fourth and fifth in qualifying and second and fourth in the race. Yeah. Was it Max that finished second? Max finished second, uh, Danny Rick finished fourth. The next the next part is very predictable. Haas were expected to do well because they uh, looked quick in practice, looked quick in qualifying right until Q3 where Grosjean binned it. Mm. And then oh, Magnussen did all right. Sorry, yeah. which race are we talking about? Exactly. One, one exactly. Of, one of them. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm just gonna clip that bit, and I'm just gonna drop it in for every race preview for yeah. the rest of the season. If we just refer them to just Has one and Has two now, and never clarify which is which, it's fine. There's um there's something I do want to point out for this race, which could be quite interesting. Is Lee was saying before how it's quite similar to Canada in terms of layout and you know the the, the type of circuit that it is. Renault had a pretty good Canada. Renault have also got a big aero update coming. And this is their home Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So are Renault ready to finally, as we've said, they probably would do from the beginning of the year, are they finally ready to spearhead that midfield? I, I think and so. And get ready if anybody in that top six, mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly, well, does fall out of contention a little bit. It didn't land. It didn't land like this. But McLaren looked good as well in Canada. Yeah, it was... It was just, it was unfortunate what happened to both of them. Yeah. So I expect to see McLaren, like, Renault and McLaren should be the guys that are the head of the midfield, I think. We're obviously missing last week's podcast. With Lando's brake failure, was that just him not managing his brake temps or was that an, an actual technical failure? No, it was an actual, technical that was an actual freak fault. accident. Yeah. It was just a technical failure because he went off a few corners before, didn't he? And then mm, that's went what, off again. And then. Um, it was because of the brake failure that he went off the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I was just wondering if he was braking too hard. No, it, it melted his, it, like, his chassis bent. Like, oh, sorry, the suspension bent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I saw somewhere that Ferrari are planning a different approach to aero for this race. Oh, I said well, to the beginning of the season, like the secret aerodynamicist on BBC has said that he believes, whoever it is, he believes that Ferrari have boxed themselves in a little bit with their philosophy and everyone else will be yeah. able to to develop and go different directions if they want to, but Ferrari is very linear well this this is this is going back to what Scarb said last time he was on because of the two two different um, aero methods with the front front wing shape yeah and when we last talked to Scarbs a few weeks ago the jury was still out on which one was better now it appears to be the way that Ferrari haven't gone again yeah. well just, McLaren have switched so yeah. but just to clarify as well for people it's not going to be as easy as just swapping a front wing out because the, that's where the air starts yeah. and it goes all around it's the rest of the car which direction the yeah. whole lot gets channeled in which is where it becomes the term aero philosophy you know your philosophy starts with your front wing how's the air hit where are we directing this air? yeah I also think maybe Ferrari put which is has worked in a way but uh, maybe they really focused on getting that power deficit to Mercedes because I mean they've now got the best engine on the grid you'd say no they are in a straight line in a straight line yeah because that, that, that super well, the, two, the super long straight that's split by a chicane in Paul Ricard mm. is probably going to be Ferrari territory yeah well that's what I was thinking so um, do you think they put too much effort into trying to close that power gap to Mercedes without quite thinking about the rest of the car I don't know, because if you've got a strong engine, you can afford to lose a load of forward power by mm-hmm. turning it into downforce. Yeah. So 
so having lots of power is not a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't got mm. the speed through the through the slow corners, have they? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, are, are they just are selling at the moment? Are they? I mean, obviously the engine's better. Lewis was saying uh, uh, he he reckons um, on that main straight he was losing as much as six tenths from being behind Vettel on the straight, which sounds a lot to me. That sounds more like mind games than but, actual uh, measured time. But he did point out the fact, which I do believe, he said even with DRS open, that the Ferrari was pulling away from him. And what's DRS is worth about four tenths, I think, yeah. in a straight line. Mm. I mean, he's, he's kicked up the mind games a little bit over the over the engines, because now, um, now Lewis is reckoning that Ferrari's got an extra power mode that the Mercedes doesn't have. Yeah, I did see that article. Well, that, he's just firing back what everyone said about Mercedes <coughs> last year, isn't he? They, yeah, they, they've got the party mode now. Just now called Lapio, Lapartio. And a moment's silence for that one. Wasn't, I'm, I'm wasn't gonna, a joke. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get some tumbleweed from somewhere, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a tough tough one to call, I reckon. Because I think I think Ferrari are actually possibly in with a chance on this. Because you know who isn't? definitely in with a chance. Do you know who isn't? Chance Canada. Williams. It's not a bold prediction to say that Williams will be closer to the back than they will be mm. to the front. We can't say last anymore because they've not actually been last for the last couple of races. Uh, well, yeah, George. That, they will be this. Well, in in Canada, let's be honest, it was uh, Magnussen complaining about having to have his car rebuilt after smashing it up on the Saturday. Uh, and he said it was the worst experience he'd ever... Was it the, 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 wor- the worst worst experience I've ever had in a racing car? Right? Yeah. If I was, I'd have thought the worst experience he ever had in, uh, in motor racing was what he had to do to run to get a drive. <laughs> no, I think I think his worst experience would be the bits of the radio message from Gunter that we didn't hear on the world feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his worst experience in racing was probably when he pulled into the garage after Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I still think it'll be a completely new lineup at Haas next season. I think it should have been this year. I think they'll keep Magnussen. I think they'll get rid of Grosjean. But we, we will do the silly season during the summer break if there's been no announcements. Yeah, but even I, if there has been announcements, we'll still do the silly season during the summer break. As far as you saying um, Ferrari are going to be in with a chance, which I think they will be, they're going to be strong. But I then just thought to myself, with Mercedes already seeing what was going wrong for them in Canada. Will we see a return to like the serrated edges all over the place on the Mercedes to maybe, try, to try and get rid of some drag for those for the main straights? Um, I think we'll see it in France, and then we won't see it again until Monza. And was it was it the mediums that Mercedes were particularly strong on, and the Ferrari Always was been, nowhere? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see if Ferrari well, are nowhere the on the mediums. mediums. as they were when we had like nine compounds. Yeah, we don't yeah. know what the mediums are now. Well, no, we do. We but they were, they were out, mediums but... that race, were yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for uh, for this race, let me just find it. I take it the size of the same with the, the two circuits being similar. I would have thought so, but Sean has very kindly written an article. Good. So it should... Is that over on threelegsfourwheels.com? It's on, on threelegsfourwheels.com. And the compounds, compounds that are being used this time are because they, they went all up. Um, it was all the softer end last year because I think it was the um, softs, ultras, and hypers mm. that they used. This time, 
they've actually gone a bit harder. It's the C2, C3, and C4. So these these ones are actually slap bang in the middle. So yeah. it's not the softest tires. So probably a one-stopper again then. Is that the same as Canada? Um, I knew you'd ask something like that. I'm going to have to go back even further. Canada is usually super I soft, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Not I, super soft, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the softest. The, the, soft, soft. the softer end of the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, should be in there somewhere. Was it, it wasn't a particularly interesting race though last year, was it? No. France, no, no. Overtaking is not what you call a thing. Uh, on the back straight, DRS was very effective, yeah, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it's fucking DRS though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it could be a Ferrari race if they if they can get a pole again, like they did in Canada, and if if their straight line speed is that, which means they can't be overtaken. It's not the same compounds, is it not? Where is it? No, it was three, four, and five in Canada, and it's two, three, and four in France. So they're, they're actually the tyres are actually harder on this race, right? Okay, than they were on the last one. Mm. So I don't know, mm. don't know what Pirelli are expecting. Then again, if they're going for harder tyres, it's probably because of the extra abrasive runoff areas. Possibly, yeah. That's possibly. Not, not putting a lot of trust in the drivers, then, is it really? No. The way that track, Those, the way that track limits have been optional this season for some drivers, would you? What what we've been having is what we yeah, think totally. What we think with the mediums that last race, though, they've been really good race tires, haven't they? Yeah. So I, I can see those being the best race tire again. The mediums in the last race are the softs in this one. Yeah, that's what I mean. So mm. I can see them being a good, a, a good race tire. Now the the problem, of course, I didn't I didn't actually realise this before I said Ferrari room with the chance. The harder the tire, the more problems Ferrari have had getting the heat, heat into them. Yeah. So this and could, Haas have had the same issue. Yeah. It's not exactly the middle of summer in France, is it? Yes, it is. It's, oh, is it? Yeah, it's quite hot. Oh, right, well, that might do them then. It's, it's almost exactly the middle of summer oh, is in it? France. Yes, yeah. but that might do them well. As in, like, Midsummer's Day is on... Um, Friday. Friday, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't have been more wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. Wow. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Ferrari... <laughs> I, I take it back. Ferrari, Ferrari are going to struggle on anything but the softest compound, and they're, prob- they're probably just going to manage okay on those because Ferrari needs softer tires. Maybe Un- unless this new uh, this new way of looking at their aero. I'm not going to say philosophy because they're not changing everything. They're just making they're just making tweaks adjustments. Now. Yeah, whether that's going to be enough Is or it, not. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be being built up to something where. Realistically, if it was any other team, we'd just be saying they're bringing an aero update. Unless they're putting parts on in a different way, or yeah, but it's still an update, isn't it? It's still just an aero. No, well, not if, if not if the new parts. Maybe they're just like gluing things on backwards and see if that works because they got that desperate. Maybe and taking taking a chainsaw to the rear wing and putting their own zigzags in. I mean, they have got the second best car on the grid. It's not like they're it's not like they're in desperate. You know, well, well, no. For the Ferrari mentality, having the second best car on the grid, you might as well have the worst. Why they should be fucking used to it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's still not the way they think. Well, maybe not. You know, they haven't got where they are today by being second best. Mm. Yeah, they have. I'm going to be interested to see what Charles Leclerc Officially, does. Yes, I'm going to be interested to see what Charles Leclerc does because I think he might win the race. I. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes it usually happens in the first season of a driver where 
you get someone that comes in and does really, really well in the first season and they drop off in the second year. Yeah. I kind of wonder whether the the Ferrari pressure might be getting to him a little bit. I don't know. He doesn't seem quite as cool and relaxed as he did early season, does no. he? Uh, I think he needs that first win and I don't think it's very far away, if I'm honest. I think... I don't think he'll win a race this year. Depends how dominant Mercedes are. I think Mercedes will have more of a say than Ferrari will into how many races Leclerc wins. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I think he'll win one this year. I mean, we can't it, even say Hamilton's going to switch I don't even guarantee, guarantee yeah. that Ferrari will win a race this year. But, um, I, I just think that whatever's gone on in that team, be it right or wrong, I know people have been upset with team orders, but... I don't think there's really been team orders to favour Vettel or Leclerc. I just think there's been bad strategy yeah. in a lot of races. Yeah, the, when they've done team orders, they've waited too long to yeah. do them. It's um, In fact, it's actually the lack of team orders which has probably cost them. And something else that came out of Canada, I think probably post-podcast last week, mm-hmm. uh, was Ferrari saying that we forgot to tell Charles Leclerc that Vettel had a penalty until it, until right near the end of the race. Oh, their quotes rammed that forgot. I don't think he could have done anything anyway. He didn't have the pace. He didn't have the pace all race. He didn't have the pace to get to Hamilton. No, but he could have closed the gap a little bit maybe. In life. They, they, they told him, don't forget about the penalty. And he's just like, who's got a penalty? Sebastian. Sebastian's got a penalty? D- didn't we tell you? No. Yeah, I, t- ah, I yeah, no, Sebastian's I got a penalty. I don't think that would have changed his world. If anything, you, uh, Vettel should have tried to back Hamilton into him. But, uh, the, see, this is, this is the problem I think Ferrari have got. They've got two drivers, and I don't think they can rely on either of them. You know, like, race in, race out. Yeah. But, to be perfectly honest... If you were gonna, if you were gonna, ha- if you've got, you've got two, and you've got to put your all, all your eggs into one basket, it's gonna be Vettel. Uh, maybe. I think they have to do that just on experience's sake, because you've got somebody who's come into Formula One and they're in the second year. Mm-hmm. They're at the first year in Ferrari. It's a complete anomaly that he's there because the old saying, "Ferrari don't make world champions; they buy them." Yeah. Um, you know, youngest, youngest driver to sign for Ferrari in God knows how long. He also needs to sort of qualifying out, and that's the bit. The consistency in qualifying because he'll put in a, an amazing lap in Q2 then yeah. he gets a Q3 and he's meh and purple sector 1 purple sector 2 and, yeah. and then yellow, yellow sector, sector 3, three. Yeah. And you, <laughs> in modern Formula 1 you can't win a world championship with qualifying like that no yeah. should we do some predictions why yeah, the we can not right what I will do first is people what aren't here yes and I will start with what Sean sent and she has gone for a Bottas win, Hamilton second, Leclerc third. Crazy woman. And I will now go on to Twitter and find the guest prediction, which this week is from Kieran Thompson. Hey, Kieran. Ah, Kieran. Regular, regular listener and presenter of the new music show on Vectus Radio every yes. Sunday night, 7 o'clock UK time. Um, I promised him I'd do this. Um, you can listen on 104.6 if you're on the Isle of Wight and for the rest of the world, online. At VectorsFM.com, is that it? Would be, that would be the one. And he has gone for, top three of it, an Angry Vettel win. Angry. He's used the words Angry Vettel I win. I think that's entirely possible. I don't think that's a silly silly prediction at all. Uh, Bottas second and Hamilton third. Okay. So, who's going to go next? Because I'm going to type these in on our chat group, just so I've got, I've got I'll a go, I'll go. I'll go last. I'm still working it out. <laughs> 
I'm going to say uh, that Mercedes and Ferrari, I think you'll get an angry Vettel and he'll be on the pace and Hamilton and Mercedes will be so busy watching Vettel and what he's doing that Ferrari accidentally put Leclerc in the lead and he wins the race. Um, so I'll say Leclerc, Hamilton, Vettel. Leclerc, Hamilton and Vettel. Right. Dan, you going next? Or? Yeah, I'm going to be brave. Hamilton win. Bottas second. Business as usual. Hulkenberg third. Hulkenberg third. Hulkenberg third. Yes. Right. Okay. Statistically very improbable. <laughs> but he's he's a good driver. He is a good driver. He's probably got a one in a hundred chance of getting onto a pole in any given race, and he's been in about three hundred races. So. <laughs> I think he does hover around the uh, one in three hundred chance of getting a podium. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget. A few years ago, around about this time, he was celebrating a win in something. You know that he won Le Mans all, all by himself. himself. Yeah, I am going to go for a Hamilton win, Leclerc second, Verstappen third. Okay, and Lee. I'm going to go for a Vettel win, angry Vettel win, angry Vettel win, Hamilton second, Bottas third. Right, they are locked in. We all have copies of that on our chat mm-hmm. on our chat group, and I will put the put those on the site. See how we get on. If you want to take part in the predictions, just go to threelegsfourwheels.com, Go to the game section and uh, look for the uh, prediction league. You can put in your top three and pole and fastest lap, and you've got until five minutes before Q one starts on Saturday to do that. Obviously, when we, when I'm doing the live qualifying blog on Saturday, I'll keep reminding people uh, the deadline's coming up. Heroes and villains, then. What do we reckon? Because <laughs> we, can, we can't do it without heroes and villains. Just like a Brian Wilson gig. Yeah. Um, I've been in this town so long, but back in the city. Is the town Le Castellet? Hero is going to be looked at as Vettel because he's going to win the race and put all the, the stuff behind. Um, villain's going to be overtaking because there's not going to be any real overtaking, and that's why Vettel's going to win the race, is because his car is just that good in a straight line that Hamilton can't mount a real challenge. Villain's going to be blue flags, blue flags, blue flags. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to be predictable. I'm going for Grosjean as the villain because he's going to screw his race up and somebody else's as well. Because it's his uh, turn, because Mag- Magnussen it, screwed uh, Grosjean and Verstappen's races up by crashing... It's a race in France, so Grosjean is going to take out Gasly and the two Renaults. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone saw the MotoGP on Sunday, Grosjean could be this weekend's Jorge Lorenzo. Yeah. By by wiping out... Everyone. Everyone, basically. Hero... um, I don't know, I'm kind of stuck for one. Vettel's a good call. Lando Norris for Hero for me. Yeah, Lando for fight, mm. fighting back and getting in, getting into the points after um, after last Good weekend. Fourth, or fourth or fifth yeah. for him. Be- mm. Beating both Renaults would be the yeah, and Gasly. Renault were looking pretty good though. So mm. Gasly, like he he manages to beat like one Red, of the top Red six. Bull Red Bull not point zero. Yeah, I reckon not point zero. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. I reckon Alex Albon because he'll beat Gasly as well. Bold. You, you've got you've got to make the bold calls from time to time. Bold. Anybody else? Anything else? Or shall we shunt it? 
Let's shunt Let's it. Let's shunt it. Right. This one has been sent in by Ollie Vestley. Ah, Ollie Vestley. Ollie Vestley, our favourite re- Norwegian. Regular Formula League participant. Yes. And, and our favourite Norwegian. Quite fast as well, if I yeah, remember rightly. Yes. And I'm going to hold my iPad close to the microphone, so hopefully this works, because he's going to say the first clue for you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I hope we can hear this. Because you wanted me to do it, and I can't say it. I was born in 1977, is that? Yes. <laughs> what the yes, hell? It was. <laughs> Dan, I never knew you spoke Norwegian. Not did I. <laughs> Hang on a second. You know this international man of mystery thing that we do with Dan every now and again? What? You've just given yourself away, my friend. Look, I've just won this. I'm going home. <laughs> Dear oh, listeners. Please don't. You're meant to be giving me a lift. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you feel like you've missed something, you haven't. <laughs> that was incredible. How did you do that? Because it sounded like he said I was born in 1977 and the clues always start with I was born. <laughs> no, it didn't. It sounded right, like... Play it again. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what it sounded like. It sounded like the first thing I expect to hear when our fucking alien overlords come back to take over. <laughs> Why? Were they born in 1977? Yes. In Norway? In Norway. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So we've got from we've got from this it's someone who is or will be forty two. Yes. Next clue. No. <laughs> <laughs> I began ra- <laughs> I began racing carts in nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, eleven years old. Eleven. Yeah. A bit late for racing carts actually. Well, in the eighties, not so much. In the nineties, it came down, didn't it? Quite a lot. And now, with every go kart, you get a nappy. Yes. That's a smart cunt. And from now on, whenever anyone's sending a total shunt in and they don't speak English, or they speak English and something else, I want at least one clue in your native tongue recorded. <laughs> 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 uh, I won the first heat slash race of the 1966 Macau Grand Prix. 1966? 1966. 1996. I apologise. Um, Alex I've... Verts would be about the right age. Yeah? I would like a guess. Alex Verts was, yeah, Formula 1, 97, 98, wasn't he? He, yeah. stepped, he stepped in for Gerhard Berger, who was ill on yeah. race, I think. Yeah, he had, he had to have nose surgery. Hmm. Yeah, Alex Furt sounds about right. He was about 20, 21 when he came into Formula 1, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he, had, he had a pretty long career because he, start, he started young, again, young at the time. Well, he didn't have a long career. He, he, had... was, he was on and off. Yeah. Should we go for, go for that for a first oh, guess? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, yeah. yeah. You guys are missing the word long or on and off with disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I was a member of the Mercedes squad that raced in the 1999 24 Hours of Le Mans. In a Sauber. Mercedes were, were Saubers, weren't they, in 90... Oh, uh, well, during Sa- the 90s. Saubers were Mercedes during the yeah, 90s. Yeah, during the 90s, yeah. yeah. Carl yeah. uh, Venling would be too, 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 yeah, too old. Yeah. Carl Venling would be too old. 
Yeah, because Carl, Carl Vendringer was um, was in F1 sort of 91, 92. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely 93 when Sauber started. Mm. Uh, he was Sauber Mercedes. Um, he was their driver in 93. And there's no way he was 15 <laughs> <laughs> when he started driving for Sauber. So not Carl Vendringer. Not Carl Vendringer. Um, I'm still thinking possibly Verts. Yeah, possibly. Um, Would Frentzen be about the right age or is he too old? Um, a little bit too old, I think. Might yeah. be a little bit too old. I think Frentzen's older, uh, over 50. So that's a lot too old. Yeah. He wasn't much younger than Damon, was he, when he was driving? No, Frentzen was one of the older drivers, mm. I think, yeah. Heinz Harold. Actually, uh, Frentzen's round about the same age as Schumacher because they came they came up through the ranks together and in uh, ah, right, course, sports cars yeah. as well. And the reason that they hated each other was Corinne um, Schumacher used to be um, Mrs. Frentzen to be. So I've heard that they they weren't best friends, were they? Heinz Harold Frentzen still smoked whilst he was a Formula One driver. He did as well. still smoke while he was a Formula One driver. Terrible habit. He was also missing one H for being the original Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) My first F1 race was at the Australian Grand Prix in the year 2000. So who made the debut in 2000? Jensen Button, but he wasn't born in 77. Webber was possibly, yeah, possibly Mark Webber. I think he was 99 maybe. And I, I thought he was a year or two older than that as well. Maybe. Uh, can't think of any other prominent Formula One debutants in the year two thousand. Yeah. Verts was late nineties, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 replaced Berger for a race at Benetton, and then got a drive. Was it the following season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Berger retired or announced his retirement not long after he came back in. Yeah. Um, wanted to spend more time with swearing <laughs> and getting drunk. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Bye. I was I was amazed. I was watching the uh, watching the W series on uh, the last race when it was at uh, Mizano, and Channel Four were brave enough to put Gerhard Berger on TV live, uncensored, on a Saturday afternoon. That was taking Ooh. that was taking yeah. risks. They clearly don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's Whisper Films that make it. It's Coulthard's production company. He should know better. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Was he intru- introduced by someone saying, ladies and gentlemen, John Lacey? <laughs> when did Nick Heidfeld make his debut? Because um, he would be about the right age and has a world of disappointment behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might be onto something then. Yeah. Um, ready for your next clue? Yeah. Yeah. I have raced for seven Formula One teams. Like Nick, I felt. <laughs> uh, who's I felt raced for? Sauber, Jordan, Williams. Was he Jordan? Yeah, he raced for Jordan. I want to say Prost. Prost, yeah. That's four. Maybe he didn't race for Jordan. Actually, I thought he did. I, no, no every, every, everybody raced for Jordan because that, that was sort of that period in the early 2000s when um, people would start in one team, do a stint in Jordan, and then join somebody else completely. And there was, there was usually like... Seven Formula One teams. Usually had like a week at Arrows as well. Yeah. It's <laughs> a yeah, lot of teams. Well, yeah, when you look at towards the end, was he, did he... Yeah, he raced for a lot of teams, especially towards the end. He was like changing every season. Changing with the seasons. <laughs> 
Nick Heidfeld, I think, might be a good show. How old's Kimmy? Kimmy not not forty two. Made his debut in two thousand one. But did come through the ranks with Sauber though. So then, mm. must say, don't forget either. Just because he made his debut doesn't necessarily mean he had to finish the season. I can't see the person mm. who is. Not that we got the year wrong for Verts and he no, because he wouldn't have been in the first race of the season because it was a mid-season replacement for yeah. uh, for Berger, wasn't he? Next clue. <laughs> Ask Alonso about first race placements. <laughs> uh, I have raced in 183 start, uh, Grand Prix. Well, I'm taking it's Grand Prix. It says race starts and seeing as how it's a question come after Oh, Formula it could one. be the 2005... In US Grand Prix, that technically you, they started the race but didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's a hundred. It says I have one hundred and eighty-three race starts, but I don't know whether that's Formula One or World Endurance or fucking W Series. I'm. That's going to be somewhere around about eleven or twelve seasons. Nick Heidfeld territory. Yeah, we are looking. We are looking at that, aren't we? Do we need a Do we need a guess on this one? No. Uh, my last F one race was the Hungarian Grand Prix in twenty eleven. That famous race that always ends a season. <laughs> Hungarian Grand Prix in twenty eleven. Oh no! Yes, it is Nick Heidfeld. He was replaced by Bruno Senna for Belgium. Oh yes. Is you can give me a guess? I think I think it's Nick Heidfeld. I'll be very disappointed in you if it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'll be very disappointed if it is. I think I, he was I replaced have, by Bruno Senna for the rest of the season at, at Lotus. I have thirteen podium finishes. Okay, seems quite quite a lot. And zero wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been a pointless answer. Uh, well, I've been a pointless answer on, on what? pointless. On pointless. <laughs> I've been a pointless answer in the final round of forty uh, of the forty fifth episode of the sixteenth series category Sporting Williams. Yeah, that is a, that'll be a category on pointless. Yeah, Sporting Williams will have been a will have been a a, a category, and it will have been any. That, driver that was who your final drove, question. Any driver who drove for Williams. Yeah, Nick Heidfeld. I think yeah. it's Nick Heidfeld. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, Dan, you got anything different? Nope. Uh, question 11 was a spaffer clue and it was I have my own amusement park <laughs> <laughs> I am Nick Hydefeld yes oh, well, well done Flood and uh, thank you very much for that yeah. one Ollie so tell us how do you uh, how do you send a total shunt with with the new rules of a question in your That's own language if not it's not English rules. No, no, it's let's, let's, no we'll, do, we'll do that from now on no because I don't want to put people off if they don't want to do it or they don't record no. something if you um, want to be more interactive. Yeah, if you want to do it, you can feel feel free to do that. Uh, you can tweet them to me. So you can tweet, tweet the um, questions to me uh, in a private message. And if you want to do one of your own in your own language, either just do a short video or like an audio recording of, of you giving the question in your own tongue. And if you're not on Twitter, email them through to three legs four wheels at gmail.com and they can go on the list for weeks when Lee's not about. Well, you've got some of them anyway, aren't you? So I need um, to top up. I, so yeah, tweet them to me because I need, I need more. Yeah, I'm saying if you don't have Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I've got I've got about I think I've got about four in reserve at the moment, so stuff. it's not looking dire. Obviously, if you want to get a hold of the rest of us, three legs four wheels at gmail.com is a general email address mm-hmm. for the show. Um, you can tweet us at three legs general email address. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, you can tweet us at three legs four wheels or get us individually at flood twenty one at Dan Dankleton at, at, Pab- oh, at, at Pablo one hundred. We've already got yours. Yeah, and uh, at Sean Cowper. Um, look, look us up on Facebook. We're on there as well. Facebook.com slash three legs four wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, might even start putting the odd thing more on Instagram because there have been a few. Um, oh, yeah. I want to thank. Did you just so- call it more on Instagram? <laughs> I said we'll do more on Instagram. I just want to thank. More um, on Instagram. I saw a fucking great tweet the other day. There was like a, uh, some, some girl put a picture, uh, like a little video of her twerking up. And somebody had retweeted it saying, "Listen, love, get back to Instagram. Twitter's for f- Twitter's for ugly people with great patter." <laughs> <laughs> Just want to thank Cody Piscatelli for sending the uh, sending the podium with Sebastian Vettel as Colin Kaepernick. I wonder if you've done that. Or not. No, no, that was no, that was Cody that did that. Uh, so thank you very much, Cody. You are becoming our new Photoshop guy. That so was funny, Charlie Jefferson. If you're listening, up your game, mate. <laughs> Charlie Jefferson has been very busy doing university. Things. He has been doing his degree, but it's coming up coming up to the summer holidays, so we mm. may see some stuff from him again. Guilt, guilt. Mm. Um, quick reminder for Formula Lee, which is France in the dry in a Toro Rosso, and we are running out of circuits on the 2018 game. Yeah, we'll be switching to the 2019 one soon. I might even join back in then. Looking forward to playing that. You better do because you've got a copy on order. Yeah, well, I've got to get paid somehow. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's about it, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, we will be back this time next week, and uh, we'll know what happened in France by then, and mm-hmm. wait for the next set of excuses on twenty twenty one, which is the worst sequel to twenty twelve that was made, including all the ones that were exclusive to the Sci Fi Channel. <sighs> <laughs> um, Transmorphers is my favourite sci-fi exclusive <laughs> You'll never beat Megapython versus Gatoroid <laughs> <laughs> That had Debbie Gibson and Tiffany in it <laughs> Really? Both of them? As rivals if I remember right Yeah, quoting each other's lyrics at each other <laughs> I, wa- I watched a film on sci-fi once called Killer Flood Purely because of its name <laughs> And the main protagonist was Bruce Boxleitner Oh, that's oh, amazing. Wow, he really went downhill after Tron. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Very quickly. Yeah. Oh, and what was it? That detective series it was in? Scarecrow and Mrs. King? No idea. If you want to hear more <laughs> crap like this, by the way, we've already mentioned it once, but we do the extra Patreon show where we talk about anything that isn't Formula One. Very musical-based this week. It was very musical-based. I vented. wonder why. Music-based, not musical-based. We, we, we vented. <laughs> we didn't break into song. Well, come to our Patreon. <laughs> it was the kind of music we like, not the kind of musicals that Becky likes. <laughs> is that is, is that something we're going to have to do? Are we going to have to do a Patreon podcast, but in the style of that Buffy episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, every comedy does one of them nowadays. <laughs> If um if you wanna if you wanna listen out for that, um it's available on subscription from as little as one dollar a month upwards and the address again is patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. I think we're about done now, aren't we? We are I think so. thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye bye. Did it crash or is it still working? No, it's fine. It